I think somebody who might uh, be uh, willing to entertain that argument is my next guest, Marcel Antlapo, uh, who joins us uh, tonight uh, uh, all the way from the South African Railroad Association. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, we continue with this discussion. Marcel Antlapo, CEO at the Railroad Association. Good evening and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga. Um, it's now uh, African <coughs> African Rail Industry Association. African Rail Industry Association. Thank you very much for that uh, correction. I hope you're well. I am well. I'd like to use this opportunity to, uh, as, uh, the, the, the rail community, mm. to send our heartfelt condolences to, to all the families. Um, a parent should never have to bury their child. Indeed. Uh, the human heart was not designed for such heartbreak. Mm, mm. I feel pity for the mother that lost her three kids. Yeah. And I don't know how she will continue with her life from here onwards. Masala, we, we can't help but connect the incident that unfolded in Pongola to the state of crisis that one sees in the freight sector in South Africa. Now, in our earlier discussion with Akona, we took a look at the numbers that came through from the Land Transport Survey for the months May through to July. And we'll come back to some of those numbers and the story they tell us. But it seems, though, that we can't help but place the blame to some degree at the crisis that's unfolding in our freight sector and uh, the number of freight trucks we're seeing on our roads. Uh, we heard the mayor of the uh, respective town there, Wopongola, saying, you know, in his drive today, he saw 19 you know, coal-faring trucks just in that neck of the woods. He seems to think that actually the Ministry of Transport should be banning uh, freight uh, trucks on uh, some of the routes in that part of the world. Um, I'm not sure about that solution, but can we, you know, can we disconnect, I guess, what we saw there and just say it's driver error or is it part of a bigger problem in the freight sector? Um, thank you, Um. It, it's been long time coming that we are going to experience this, uh, such problems. Um, we have seen from the transnet um, uh, salaries have gone up, but uh, the, the maintenance of the infrastructure itself and the volumes have gone down. Um, the customer, which is the freight owner, is not getting the service that they're supposed to, to get. What is the next option? It's road through trucks. If Exaro goes out on the market and looking for an alternative to transmit, that should be a concern for all of us. That should be a concern <coughs> that the state-owned entity, freight uh, rail, cannot provide the services to the freight owners, and, and we are looking at rail being the backbone of the economy. And I would like to 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 quote to that uh, quickly. Um, Professor Havenga at the <clears throat> at, at the uh, South African Heavy Oil uh, Conference, he said that transnet inability to meet the requirements of the South African economy equates to 385 billion rand, which is approximately 10 percent of our national GDP. Mm. So, burning, yeah. burning the, to, 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 to not allow trucks to be on, on the road uh, at a particular time, it will not help. Mm. And I think it's, um, 
we, we, we as an association have been uh, working very well with the Department of, of, of Transport. Very cooperative when it comes to uh, uh, policy matters. You must remember that uh, Minister Mbalula is on the policy front. Now, the implementing agency, which is Transnet, does not report to Minister Mbalula. So the, the, when we talk about who should be answering uh, to this, yes, uh, uh, um, Minister Mbalula, but where do we leave Department of Public Enterprises in this? Because mm. they are the shareholder of Transnet. Mm. In, if at the moment we have the rate policy that has been diverted, but what the president promised the business community that there will be third-party access, is not happening because the monopoly is trying to hold on to its monopoly power. Masala, yeah. hold the line there for me for a bit. We're going to take a quick spot break. But when we come back, I want us to explain this thing of third-party access uh, to rail, in particular for freight users. Um, and uh, let's maybe also contextualize, because I think many have argued that uh, there's massive underutilization, aside maybe from iron ore and maybe coal. Uh, but uh, in other commodity lines, massive underutilization of our you know, freight uh, rail infrastructure. And uh, we're going to be talking about, I guess, whether or not uh, the opening up of third-party access might get some of those tonnage and volumes away from our roads back to, uh, you know, our freight lines. And, uh, um, you know, I guess whether or not that could be shouldered by Transnet as is. And uh, we'll continue with that story after this. Eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. Joined on the line from... uh, uh, Aria African Rail Industry Association by Masela Ntlapo, uh, who is the CEO there. And Masela, just before we went to the break, I guess you were talking about the disjuncture between the policy on questions of rail and, of course, from a freight rail perspective, the monopoly there, Transnet, having a different shareholder representative than the department that's creating the policy. I want us to take a step back. I think the point is well made. When we talk about third-party access, onto the existing rail infrastructure which is owned and operated on by Transnet. What do we mean by that? And more importantly, if indeed there are all these volumes that should be going on the rail lines, why do you need third parties? Why can't Transnet uh, be operating that? Thank you for the question. Um, Third-party access is allowing private operators that are permit holders in terms of the railway safety regulator to access the core network of mm. the infrastructure to uh, transport goods, goods for uh, freight owners. And you ask that if there are such volumes uh, that are available, why is Transnet not um, uh, in, unable to, 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 to take the, uh, in the demand? We, we can only speculate that um, they may be interested in your uh, more profitable lines. But from the general trade business, um, when we did the study, we anticipate that there's about 70% capacity on the general trade business side. And then there is um, the iron ore line is, is almost uh, uh, completely occupied by, by Transnet, of which that's not where we, we're looking at. But um, the coal line... But what means critical is the state of the infrastructure as well. So from the Transnet side, I can't speak for, for, for Transnet, 
but the their financial statements said a lot about transnet. So, so wait, Mister, let me try and understand this. Third-party access, I assume, is straight from picking up with the customer at the branch line, joining the main line, taking it straight to the, you know, port of exit. I assume. Um, and that presupposes that there are volumes to be ferried in that fashion. Why should Transnet not ferry those? They have the rolling stock, you know, they have the infrastructure is theirs. Uh, yes, I understand they are monopoly, but why, why do we need a third party to come into the sector to serve that function when Transnet can do it? Or are we suggesting Transnet can't? Um, I, I don't know if they can't or won't. Um, look, if 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 Transnet could uh, uh, do the volumes, um, the economic reconstruction and recovery plan will not have featured third party access. Um, the SONA, they will not have. The president will not have announced that third party access will be implemented from the first of uh, April. Planning. Mm. So we, we, when we are looking at whether there are volumes or not volumes, do they have rolling stock? Do, do they have a rolling stock that they maintain on a regular basis? Do they have a system that is currently scheduling their different trains at different times? So the I assume your answer to those questions is no, Masela? Uh, yes, no, maybe. Okay. Yes. Yes, no, and maybe. Or yes, yeah. no, or maybe. Um, look, we, we, we don't know the ins and outs, but what we see on the market is, for instance, the guys that do track maintenance. Yeah. Their uh, uh, revenues have decreased by, say, over 60%. Mm. It means that, uh, that the direct translation that Transnet is not uh, servicing the rail infrastructure. Okay. The, 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 on the rolling stock side, uh, the, the majority of small businesses that used to supply to the Transnet engineering, mm. uh, most of them have actually collapsed because there's nothing to supply. Sure, now, the sure. question is, do we have rolling stock? And if we don't have rolling stock, can the private sector come in and provide the rolling stock under decent um, private investment acceptable terms and conditions. Yeah. You know why I'm asking this question, Masela? I'm asking it because I think, and you, you know, your yes, no, and maybe answer, I guess, is, is speaking about the problem statement that confronts Transnet as a monopoly. Now, I hold no can for Transnet, but I think there are experiences across the world where rail has been privatized and renationalized because of the issues that you're raising. Now, we're not, you're not calling for privatization here, but I think the experiences, for instance, from the UK where effectively all of the risk was shifted to the state and of course there were still many issues around who repairs the tracks who deals with the rolling stock and so on and i want to ask you know maybe this, this question in another way having identified all of the issues you raised lack of maintenance aged infrastructure weak signaling systems all of the things you've mentioned is the answer opening things up to private sector and third party involvement or are there other universe of options because i am not sure if it's enough for us to just say because it's spoken about in the saw now it's in the errp that that is something that we must pursue let's open the discussion maybe for a bit um my my view is that it's not privatization and when you look at different models around the world 
Um, yes, the UK one, but there is also an Australian uh, model that we have looked at, uh, the Russian model, Deutsche Bahn, uh, the, 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 the German uh, part. Mm. That's that different, but uh, you, you can't just plug in and play what works in other countries. It has to be done in a way that suits us as South Africans. Okay. Now, with 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 um, the, the 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 conditions of the track and everything as yes, it's an issue, but they can still be be utilized. Mm. And when we did the study on 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 the practical implementation of uh, third party access, we addressed those things. We looked at um, access agreements, what uh, how they would look like, uh, anticipating that. Whether it's a plan or not, but let's not wait for government. Let's be proactive as a, as an industry because you understand the 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 importance of a race in 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 South Africa and going into the continent as well. Okay, all right. Hold the line there for me for a second. I've got uh, a voice note coming through from uh, one of our. Uh, listeners, uh, he is a uh, somebody who works in the trucking game, transporting minerals, and I think I might have uh, some uh, comment there that uh, uh, we might want to reflect on. Uh, Mr. Kawe, Yebo. just to highlight something on the truck drivers. I'm a truck driver. Okay. I work for one of the biggest companies that is based here. here. Uh, we are transporting minerals to Richardsway, mm. to Devon, and around Pumalanga, Rustenburg. Okay. Mr. Kawe, the problem we, that we are dealing with is very huge. But I will mention a few people. Traffic cops, they are the problem. Okay. Truck drivers, they are the problem. Companies, they are the problem. Let me explain myself. If you can go around Mpumalanga and Rustenburg, hmm. the road um, from 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 Pumalanga to to Richards Bay and two, mm. that road is very bad. The coal line. Just check, for instance, from from Emelo to Pitretif. Mm. But this road uh, connects uh, harbor and the minerals of South Africa. Yes, sir. I really don't understand why the mini why the minister is not fixing that road. Masala. Just your thoughts on that. I mean, I, I have my own uh, views, uh, especially in so far as his comment there on BE and uh, especially the coal line. Uh, yeah, uh, I was about, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was about to touch on the BE part. I okay. think it's I think it's murky uh, to associate um black owned businesses with uh service that is not of good quality. And um I think we need to move quickly on that. It's um it's a bad, it's the false uh, impression mm-hmm. that uh, it has been created. But yeah. in, in any in any case. You asked me earlier about the the volumes. We're currently doing a study with one of the forestry guys to get a solution for them around rail. Mm. But um, the, the 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 initial numbers when we were dealing with the forestry association was that seventy percent of their freight is on on road, 
and if they were to move completely to 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 to, to rail, and uh, that seventy percent could move to, to potentially to rail. And let's not forget that um, around this area, so there's also the rural economy that mm. can uh, benefit from that. Huge yeah. problems with regards to 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 trucks and and all that. I think the the trucking industry may uh, be lagging behind. I may mean, look at the companies such as Unitrans. Unitrans has gone into railways. They're now operating in Mo- Mozambique and, mm. and Zimbabwe. So the future of logistics, even for the uh, trucking companies, they should be diversifying their their businesses because uh, when we're going to talk about um, how how do we um, um, get empowered companies into third-party access, it's the same logistics guys that will need a different set of skills to, to do logistics again. So we're looking at truck companies to actually diversify their market and we welcome them to the new way of doing business. And whilst we, we, we there, um, I read on what the president had um, said regarding the, 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 the people that died. He said, uh, I quote, I hope that the investigation will shed light on the cause of this tragedy mm. and help us take better care of our children. Dear Mr. President, we as the African Rail Industry Association, we know. We know that there's too many trucks on the roads and even on the roads that uh, they're supposed, they're supposed to have no trucks. Mm. is because the M3 cannot take the capacity. It is because transmit freight rail cannot service its clients. Then hence they move to, 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 to roads. It is not an Ms. Alam, just, just a quick one on that one in, in your message to the president. And I, I think it comes back to the earlier point I was raising. Why yeah. then not an all-of-society approach to strengthen uh, Transnet Freight Rail, not just in that NATCOR N3 corridor, but across all of the other branch lines and uh, main lines that have been closed since? I mean, I think of some of the lines, Kai Rail out in the former Transkai. I mean, there was a tweet coming through as well from somebody in Rustenburg saying a lot of the stuff goes through the roads because there's no rail line there. Um, is the solution just private participation or should we be strengthening? Uh, you know, Transnet, um, um, maybe just your thoughts on that. Um, uh, public and both public and private, I mean, we can't compete with, uh, with Transnet. So we need both parties. But at the moment when, uh, as an industry body, uh, you try to have an engagement with, with Transnet, it um, becomes a little bit problematic. We have better access to um, Operation Bullinger and the presidency than we have with, uh, with Transnet. We wrote to the minister of um, DPE, mm. and he requested that Transnet meet us, and they have not met us. Instead, today, uh, they sent us a, a response in writing. And I, 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 I wish that... What was their response? What did they say in the response? Um... Can't say. Oh, you can't say. Okay. Yeah, but it's not. It's, it's a response that does not encourage cooperation uh, between uh, ourselves and 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 uh, and the state-owned entity. 
But I wish to caution all the leaders of state-owned entities mm. that they are there, the, the, the track does not belong to, to, to Transnet. It belongs to Transnet on behalf of the people, mm. on behalf of the people of this country. So they are there to serve the people, not themselves. So this is a problem that it must be dealt with, with Transnet and private sector. We don't know everything. They don't know everything, but we have to work together. And um, the only way to do this is to get the president to summon all of us to come up with a workable solution. Outside that, we'll continue saying another sad moment for South Africa. We, sh- we must stop killing the people of this country because of, ba- of bad planning or uh, bad implementation of policies. Okay. Masala? Let's leave it here for tonight, and I uh, certainly hope uh, Abosu Zamzimela out at uh, Transnet Freight Rail uh, will also give us an opportunity to respond. And I understand you can't really share the correspondence they shared with you, but uh, always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time, Masala. Thank you. Masala Ntlapo speaks on behalf of the African Rail Industry Association. And uh, yeah, it uh, might be worth our while. And uh, I'm actually looking now at the Transnet uh you know what's this thing transnet uh, limited amendment act of 1991 uh which i guess uh, speaks volumes about some of the things that mesela was speaking about uh and the effect of monopoly position we'll take a look at uh, that probably over the next few weeks or so uh, but uh, motusi rockford saying i don't think mr fixit understands that most towns don't have a rail system in rustenburg where trucks are on the road delivering chrome and other mining related goods there's no rail system to combat this problem the road that was supposed to have been completed years ago is still not finished. Bus stations are collapsing. Street lights are being stolen every day. Traffic lights are not working or are knocked down. The road doesn't even have emergency lanes. Trees are even growing on it.